It's about that time for some nosebleed seats to show everyone can afford to listen to. I'm Zach Wolchuk alongside my main man, Eric Chiafalo. And it's time for a little bit of a bleep around, Chi. Ah, yes, it's been a little bit since we've had a bleep around on the show everyone can afford to listen to. The Nosebleed Seats podcast, but my gosh, do we have a lot to bleep around. I love bleeping around on a thirsty Thursday. Only the best day to do it. Now, uh, yesterday, being Cowboys conversation, we weren't able to hit on one of the uh, elite topics going on in the sporting world. One that is sad, happy in a way, but also sad for me. What, that Jimmy Butler hasn't been traded yet to Miami? I can't believe that. And I did say that to you. I was like, you know what? Jimmy Butler, that seems like a logical explanation. Place to go, go to Miami. But it's weird that they haven't been able to come to a deal. I'm sure that it's just a formality. Well, I'm excited that you wanted to bring this to the bleep round. But no, awesome. uh, that's not what I was wanting to talk about. I was wanting to talk about UFC. Khabib versus McGregor. Sing it. Sing the song. The fight that we were all excited about. Sing it. The notorious one. Yeah, sing it. Conor McGregor came on back to the octagon. He's going to be... You still don't know how to say the name. I I thought I said it right that time. Descendants? No, no, no. Khabib Nurmagomedov. Yeah, sing the song though. Sing the song. There's only one Conor McGregor, and there's no fight or better. And he's gonna knock out Khabib Nurmagomedov in the rematch. In the rematch, which will happen in like a year and a half because suspensions <laughs> and all that jazz. Maybe arrests. I don't know. Federal indictments. No. So basically, Conor got Conor yeah. got Conor got mauled in this one. And you know what? Wasn't in, in talking to you about it, it. It wasn't anything that I was like shocked about. Obviously, we're rooting for Conor. Always hoping for the best. Turns out the the hope in that left hand can can come into fruition. Unfortunately, that hope was false hope that Walchuk had leading into the fight. Fan hope. Singing McGregor songs into well, I'll a, sing a buzzsaw forever and always, but just like GSP would be, Khabib is the blueprint fighter on how to beat one Conor McGregor. You need to have outstanding grappling. You need to be extremely patient. Can't buy into him. You can't allow his pressure to all of a sudden throw you out of your game plan, and then you come in and he's able to counterpunch you. You need to stick to what your strengths are. And Khabib's are, I'm going to take down my opponent by any means necessary. And when I get him down, I'm going to absolutely take all control over your lower body. I'm going to pin and triangle both your knees on top of each other so you can't move. And while you're trying to defend this, you are exerting an abundance of energy. So when finally, if you're able to get back up to to your standing position, which... The best thing about it is at least every round starts on the feet. So Connor had a fighting chance at the start of every round. Yeah, the first like 20, 30 seconds were his. Man. No, you know every that's time. that's gonna be his time if he's gonna do something. But I'll tell you, Khabib's stand-up was pretty good in this one. I think Khabib really came out and he's shocked. I mean, you could tell Connor was shocked by that one right hand that landed clean. Yes. And put him on his clean. butt. Yeah. And you could tell by his face, he was like, holy balls. I had no idea. What the fuck, man? This dude had Before this he disrespects me? 
Yeah, it was. Oh man, it was a beatdown, dude. It was a. It was a. It was a thrashing. And you know what was crazy? It's like the day before the fight, I saw a video, and I know you already knew this, but it was unbelievable to me that Khabib as like a eight or nine year old boy was yeah. wrestling a bear. Yeah, a a relatively young bear. Small size bear, small for a bear. No, it was, what, it was however a baby small, bear. you know. But still, I mean, compared to a human being, especially I mean, a child. Good God, a nine-year-old Khabib is wrestling. You can watch it. You can go on YouTube and watch five minutes worth of a nine-year-old. Literally, Khabib just YouTube Khabib bear. It's the first thing. Just that comes wrestling up. with a bear as for practice. That's what his dad did. His dad, like, there's some Russian ridiculousness and he's bred for this man his dad yeah that's what i was thinking literally once i saw that i was like okay we're talking about a guy who was literally born to be a fighter he has trained since the i mean his first memory is probably of grappling with with a human being or maybe a bear he is an absolutely elite grappler. It's truly amazing to watch. It, it Go to YouTube it and is. watch it, please. Because and there's it's like, a lot. Holy no, it's incredible. This is insane. And there's a lot of grappling fighters like a George St. Pierre that I think are ex- extremely boring to watch. I don't like that style. To me, it's annoying because a lot of grapplers are just going to get on top of you because they know they can, and they are going to just wear down their opponent, lay on top of them for five rounds, and then win by decision. And some of Khabib's fights are like that. The thing that puts Khabib in a different level is once he gets on you and grapples you, now he is going to implement the ground and pound. And you saw in the second round. And with the ground and pound. Yeah. Connor was in a lot of trouble and Khabib's talking to him. Khabib's like, hey, you want to talk now? Let's talk now. Boom. Here's my left. Yeah, he was actually saying. You want to talk now? Let's talk now. Boom. Here's my right. And Connor gets up and says, it's only business. And Khabib ain't taking it. Like, it's business. He looks over. You want to go? Let's go. And I think that, one, we didn't quite see the same Conor McGregor. I thought that his cardio was actually impressive for me. You could tell Conor worked on the cardio, but there's only so much you can do when you are literally being pinned to the ground, having to defend at all times because you make one sudden move. You are going to be in some kind of Kimura or triangle or choke. Because Khabib is that bleeping good. Mm-hmm. So for Connor and his takedown in the first round, not bad. Got absolutely destroyed in round two. One round three. And that's the first round Khabib's ever lost in the history. 26-0, now 27-0. Never lost a round. He lost the third round to Connor. That's the only round he's lost. And then he comes down the fourth, obviously ends it with the choke. But what people are talking about is not the fight, which is a shame. Because Khabib Nurmagomedov fought a flawless performance the blueprint on how to defeat Conor McGregor. And if a rematch is to happen, I think it's going to be much of the same. I always will root for Conor. And it's incredible because really, I have no dislike for Khabib. In fact, I'm a fan of Khabib's. Khabib is is, is absolutely incredible as a fighter. And he showcased it. Why? If you're a fan of the sport, you got to be a fan of the Eagle. But because I'm such a big Conor fan, immediately as he enters the octagon, and fuck me, his octagon entrance was badass. Comes out to the foggy dew, which always gives me chills. I played like 10 seconds of it in the open there. And then he comes on out. He does his strut. And they they fog up the octagon. It was freaking sick. And then out comes Habib to this random Russian, I don't know what it was, rap music from another country. And it wasn't even rap. It was it was like a, a soft tune. Wait, wait, like wait. not uppity at all. Really brought the mood down. 
Pay me a picture of your chub, your McGregor chub, when uh, he was doing his walkout. Because that's oh. serious. It sounds like he... It was peak. It Was was it really? Oh, that's as big as he got. Even more so than the bloodied McGregor uh, victorious over Nate Diaz. I think it's that because chub, of the weight. That's your, that, at that's, this point, that's your peak chub. Well, Eddie Alvarez's was a little bit more ferocious. Oh I gosh. will say that. The Eddie Alvarez, when he Pardon was champ me. champ. No, I'm sorry. That's on me. No, that's okay. Because that was a record chub for me. The, the Diaz fight was. But the, the Alvarez chub, with just how clean the finish was, how yeah. quick it was, how easy it was. I was like, holy. And that's still, to me, the pinnacle performance of Conor Square. He's never looked better than he did that night well, at MSG. Well, quickies have always been your thing. So, yeah. And I should have known that. And so that's on me. But this was just the layoff, not seeing him in the Octagon in two years. Like his his intro against Floyd was still just, the whole thing was weird to me to just watch. It was like, is this really happening? This is surreal right now. Yeah, that Here felt, comes Conor McGregor like in a boxing ring to fight Floyd Mayweather. Kind, yeah. It's just like not real. I still, still to me, is, is weird. Like that really happened? Oh yeah, no, he lost. Yeah, he, no, I know he did. But man, it's just weird that that even happened. Now, it's after the fight that things got strange. And by strange, I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck? It was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, my God. At the time, I was like, this is horrible. This is horrible. This is terrible for the UFC. What is happening? Khabib is out of the cage. He is attacking Dylan Danis, Connor's jiu-jitsu coach. Now some dudes have jumped the fence. Nobody's paying attention in the octagon. Connor is getting sucker punched. All hell is breaking loose. Connor's now being escorted out. We don't get a post fight, McGregor. It was mayhem. This is bull. It was mayhem. Connor and Dana. I thought Habib was about to fight Dana. It was everything I like, wanted. Put your belt on. No, I'm not putting your belt. Put the belt on me. I'm about to bleep you up right now, Dana. It's truly everything I wanted in a UFC. I wish every UFC fight ended in that. After Holy we beat the crap, crap out of each other, we go attack others in the stands. See, it is just not the way. It's just so bizarre. Like, that doesn't happen in MMA fights. because It, it is like you're totally right. It's fighters. And the people involved in this are all fighters themselves. So let's not, like, the whole, yes, th- what you don't want is now this to spill out into the stands, into the crowd, Innocent into the lobbies, into the restrooms, the into the strip. Yes. But the actual people involved in this post-fight scrum were all fighters Absolutely. that know how to defend themselves. take it. Yes. So from that aspect of it, it like, awesome. is it really that big of a deal? No. Anarchy, bro. No. In a sport that is anarchy. You know, I mean, that is that sport. There's there's very, very little when it in the way of rules. You know, it's all about bleep talking, and the the root of it is beating the crap out of another man. Yes, and so it's. I'm honestly surprised it doesn't happen more. Yeah, and, and well, the thing is, and Dana's come out and been like, "Look, we've had we have stuff like this that's happened like backstage. There's been a lot of scuffles. It's just, but it's behind the curtains, right? It's kind of in a controlled environment where." It's not in front of anybody but UFC security. Maybe somebody will have a cell phone back there and get something on video. Or maybe Conor McGregor will show up with a chair and throw it into a tour bus. Uh, Tons of cameras, of cameras around. Yeah. That kind of thing happens. The inconspicuous stuff is what Dana loves. But, dude, I mean, it's really just sold itself. No publicity is bad publicity. I think in hindsight, Dana's like, you know, that fucking sucked in oh, the moment. Dude, Dana's but this fist is kind of great. Dana's doing that Tiger Woods fist pump. 
But for Khabib, it's just like, oh, <clears throat> man. Besides from the entertainment aspect of it, like that was his moment. That's his moment to say, like, I just whooped up on Conor McGregor, the biggest star in combat sports outside of Floyd Mayweather, the money poster boy of the UFC, and just freaking chopped him up like chopped liver. Give me my belt in front of him so I can rub it in his face. Give me Joe Rogan so I can put my eagle head on Joe. Tell everybody how badass I am right on out into the sunset. Instead, it's marred by this UFC post-fight brawl. Well, while entertaining as it is, it's just not what you want in terms of representing your sport in a business-like manner. Like, this is still... Khabib can't do that. Taking out, like, just right and wrong here, Khabib has to know, you're at work right now, bro. Like you cannot do that, and it and it's not to say what Connor did was on a was lo- cool. from a logical not standpoint. Not at all. Absolutely, neither of that shit can happen. But because it is the fight game, all of this now will be utilized in promotion for the rematch, which I don't want to see. But what will inevitably happen? Because Connor gets what Connor wants. He always will, and he probably always should. Because nobody else in that entire promotion can hold a jock strap to the name, fame, notoriety, and eyeballs that will come from a fight with his name on it. So we'll see what happens with Habib. I hope he doesn't really get suspended too bad because, like I said, he shouldn't have done what he did. He needs to know better. I think he does. I think the emotions got the best of him. And like we talked about before we started rolling, the, uh, the question is, does Connor's trash talk work? It didn't work against Nate Diaz. It clearly worked against Jose Aldo. It worked against Habib. It didn't work in the, in the terms of it affected Habib and he came out emotional and changed up his game plan like he did against Aldo, but it worked in the fact that Habib, if you look at his previous fights, post-fight, extremely, extremely gracious. It, it, it's like the unwritten rule within the sport. It's just respect for one another. We're going to hug. We're going to dab each other up. We're going to say congratulations. We're going to come over to your team. There was none of that. There was bad blood. There was This is a street fight. We just happen to be getting paid in front of millions and millions of people. Whatever happens, happens. But this is what you wanted. Here I am. Send me location. This is the location, and I'm here to bleep you up. And Connor's like, dude, this is business. Habib, no. This ain't business, bro. You don't talk about my country. You don't talk about my terrorist dad. You don't talk about my terrorist athletic trainer. You don't do that. You cross the line with me. That ain't cool. And Connor, I sold the fight. Like, what the? F- Nate gets it. Why don't you get it? Yeah, but you can't. you can't get personal and then tell me it's business. You know? Like, don't talk bleep on me and get super personal and then say, bro, it's not personal. Come on. It's I can understand why Khabib would uh, would be offended, and it, Khabib is definitely in a world of trouble now. Yeah. And that has, and I'm not even talking about UFC. I'm also not even talking about the Nevada Gaming Commission. I'm talking about his own father. <laughs> the same father. I already who, know this. When, I he know had, this. when he had a nine-year-old son. Took him in the backyard to wrestle a bear is the same father who had this to say to the Russian media after Khabib's incident, if you will. You can do whatever you want in the octagon. Outside of it, there's children, women, random people. My team has always been known for its discipline. Hence, my sanctions to Khabib will be much stronger than the ones from UFC. And after it's his own father at first, yeah. And at first they canceled the post fight press conferences. Then Dana came out, spoke for about 20 minutes. By the way, his father looks like the meanest man in the world. He does. Just if you saw his face. 
And then Habib came out and Habib said that. He was like, I know, I know this. My, my dad's, my father's going to smash me when I get home. He's going to smash me. You do. I, I already know this. You do a great Khabib, by the way. So oh, Habib Nemrega knows. Um, Habib Nurmagomedov, Nurmagomedov, Nurmagomedov. He knows. Now we've just got to see when are they going to schedule this rematch? When is all because geez, it's going to happen. And I'd much rather see Connor fight somebody else. I don't want to see this fight again. I don't like it. It's a terrible stylistic matchup for Connor. Like he needs to fight Tony Ferguson or and maybe that'll be the best thing that'll happen. I don't know if if Connor will come back and fight if it's anybody other than Habib right now though is the problem but let's say Habib gets suspended he's out a, a lengthy period of time and the UFC comes and says alright we'll do McGregor Tony Ferguson for an interim belt love that fight be an exciting fight Tony's the guy who will stand and bang that's what we want that's what we want that's the when you're going to get the best out of Connor similar to the Diaz fight now Diaz Poirier were supposed to headline UFC 230 Dustin Poirier just pulled out. He's injured. How healthy are you, Connor? You want to turn around and go main event 230? Diaz McGregor 3? That'd be freaking badass. Oh, man, I would love that. In NYC, but I don't think he's allowed in New York. It's not going to happen. I think that Dolly incident screwed him from fighting there again. Oh, really? He's got that, like, Plaxico Burris thing going yeah. now where he's not allowed to go back yeah. in the state. I don't think that's really going to work out with the New York Athletic Commission. But who the hell knows? Who the hell cares? I do. We'll see what happens. I still love Conor McGregor, and I always will. I think that was just such an amazing thing. I wish that would happen more. It was that awesome. It was great. The post-fight brawl was man. brilliant. It was amazing. It's everything I want with UFC. It's exactly what UFC needs to be. They're not They're not the, the mainstream NFL, NBA, MLB sport that has to be all uptight and buttoned up. And bro, we, we we're fighters. We get in cages. We have caged animals that we all go pay money to watch beat the brakes off each other until one can't fight anymore. And so that's what this is. And and if you're if you're going to to watch a live UFC event, you know what you're getting. You might get something thrown at you. And that something might be Khabib Namagamiji jumping into the freaking stands and treating you like a bear. Well, you don't want that, though, man. You don't want it, but you're paying and you know what might happen. No, it's, it's one thing happen. if he's attacking a fan. And that's why it's another you go. thing if he's attacking. No, you don't go to potentially get your ass kicked. No, you go to UFC see somebody fighter. else get their ass kicked. Exactly. Absolutely. But there's a fine line there between jumping in the crowd and then jumping and attacking another person's coach. Yeah, he's also I think that's a trained awesome. MMA fighter. That's, a, that's that, brilliant. Okay, we don't want these fighters that coming. That should be into, the standard. No, do not come into the stands. Do not do that. And no, no, that's what we want to avoid, and that's what you're risking by having shit like that go down. We're I, not into that. I know, I know. But it is fun. I mean, for for one, for it's just crazy chaotic mess. Really, that's the, the, the sport. The only guy that I really had fault with was the douchebag in the red. They came yeah, leaping over cheap shot and, and just cold cocking Connor from behind. Like, dude, f- you, man. You. <laughs> you, dude. Like, Connor and <laughs> Habib's brother are about to go at it. Connor w- tried to get <laughs> off. You, man. Connor tried to get over that fence, too. The. Yeah, one, I know. One well, of Connor the, threw some punches so, in there. No, on so side. he cold caught. He got on the on the fence. Yeah, on the fence. He's on the fence with Habib's brother, and he gets a good left over on him. Yeah. And then the security guard pulls him off. Habib's brother's coming over in Connor's face. They're talking. Here comes douchebag in the freaking orange or red, whatever the hell he was wearing. 
and hits Connor from behind. That guy's an ass. The other two should have fought. That guy needed to get the hell out of the way and let him go. It's in the octagon. Let him go. Let him go. Right? Yeah. As long as we're doing it in the octagon, it's caged. Out of both sides of his mouth, and I love it. By the way, it's caged. As long as we're able to control the melee, that's sure. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want innocent bystanders getting hurt. And it did. Keep the animals in the cage. I don't know if you saw all the videos that came they out of kill each other the Russians and Irish. They literally were destroy- <laughs> killing each other. They were shooting each other and spitting on each other and pissing on each other. I didn't see any pooping on each other, though, and that's a great segue. Well, there was no South Africans there. To what I want to get to next. That's rude. Well, I'm just talking about the way they mate. Right? That's wild dogs. They, they, the way they attract wild dogs. Mates. Why do you think that was lions? I happened to I see it was, in South Africa. I thought it was well, I saw more, it, I saw I it, it was on a lion safari. Cats. Oh, it was on a lion safari, but it's dogs. But they take you through an exhibit of wild dogs, and they tell us they roll around in their own feces, and that's how they attract their mates. It's incredible. Shout out to South Africa. Disgusting, but incredible. And feces is always a fun topic on the show, especially on a bleep around or a weird, but this is the bleep around on the Nosebleed Seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk here at Chiafalo. Don't say feces. And Eric, say poo. Aside from the fecal poo matter, say shit for all I care. Last year, we had American Vandal season one come out, and it was the hashtag who drew the dicks debacle. For those of you that don't remember this, hashtag who drew the dicks. And we played the audio, and it was sure. Oh, that trailer. That trailer is brilliant. The season itself was solid, but a little disappointing through the end. Just didn't just didn't carry across the the funniness throughout every episode. Yes, like there were certain moments. You know, the first episode, whenever they're laying everything out, was great. But yeah, it really petered out by episode two. Now, season two of American Vandal, which I didn't even realize was happening until a buddy of mine's like, bro, I just watched season two of American Vandal. It might be one of the best shows I've ever seen. And I'm thinking, what? They made a season two? So season two of American Vandal is out on Netflix. I have now watched it all, and I can tell you with the Wolchuk vote of confidence, it is way better than season one. The episodes are not all as long. They're like 20 to 30 minutes. Some of them are 40. I think maybe one or two. But it's a quick, easy watch. It stays funny. It stays interesting. And this is what we're looking at. We solved who drew the dicks. Now, hashtag, who is the turd burglar? It was really just a a normal day. I don't know how else to describe it. This Chicken Finger Monday. Those things are damn good. Early into that lunch, I knew something was off. It, It didn't really hit me right away. And then it really hit me. Lemonade was contaminated. I'm on one. All, all of our students—they're all—they're all pooping. Most of us just shit our pants right in front of everyone. People are just trying to find a place where they could shit. This was the worst thing I've seen in 20 years. Before it was all over, it had a name—the brownout. In April of 2016, Sam Eklund and I began shooting American Vandal. The response has been incredible. But with all this attention, came a lot of pressure on what kind of a case to take on next. I'm contacting you because we have a vandal. He goes by the name The Turd Burglar. I look at my phone and I got tagged in a video. This guy wanted an audience. He was taunting us. Milk, milk, lemonade, around the corner, poo emojis made. The Turd Burglar was a different animal. Who could have had a motive and who could be a suspect? What if the motive is just poop is funny? 
Poop is funny. It's poop. But it goes a lot deeper than that. Who is the chur burglar? Looking for a place to. Hoop is funny, and my oh my, is this season funny? This season's good. I love the guy who comes in and says, uh, "I haven't seen anything this bad in twenty years." (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so great! It's so great. The brownout, and what's crazy is I'm watching. Decades have passed since since I've seen seen anything. A like school this. shit themselves. Yeah. It's been 20 years. Yeah, it's been 20 years since the entire like school shit themselves during school hours. That's amazing, dude. What was weird is I'm watching the show, and one of the main kids in it, it turns out to be uh, the first kid accused of doing this. Because he didn't shit himself? You'll find out. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm trying to say, okay, who didn't his shit name was His name's Travis Tope, and I went to high school with him. So I'm watching this. Travis? Yeah. Tope? Yeah. Nice. I'm watching it. All of a sudden, I'm like, what the? What? I know that kid. This is weird. Isn't that Travis Tope? T squared. Sure enough. It's an old little Plano boy starring in this American Vandal season two. That's badass. Made a nice little career for himself. Did you dare, Travis? Congratulations. Well, I don't know if that's cooler than the guy that went to my high school, and he Ooh. was one of the bad boys in uh, Stranger Things. Ooh, damn. he's one of like the the bully kids from the school. Probably. Kind of I mean, my guy, character my guy had like a lead role. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Damn. So you might argue Stranger Things is the better show. Stranger Things is the better show. But I think the airtime might kind of say. Well, just the casting. I mean, your lead character. Yeah, I guess Tope wins. A little bit. Is it Tope or Trope? Tope. Travis Tope. Okay, Tope. T-O-P-E. Love it. And he's funny. I mean, he's pretty good in the show. Pretty good. Yeah, how would you grade his acting? Ah, solid B+. On graded on a curve, obviously. No. Really? That's, That's fair. On a curve, it'd probably be an A. I think B plus is a fair grade. Damn, he's pretty good. He's good at his what he his role that he's trying to accomplish. Sure, but I'm also a harsh critic. But I'd highly recommend watch season two of American Vandal. Hit me up on the tweets at Zach Wolchuk, Facebook, Insta, whatever the hell you want to do. Hit us up on the Nosebleed Seats site. Let me know what you think. You like it? You don't like it? Tweet a line, share a line, quote it. Very quotable. Great show. I enjoyed it. And it, it keeps it interesting. You're never quite sure who the hell it is until the very end. Nice curve. Didn't see it coming. But it also gets a little real. You know, it really does relate to just kind of the social media age and just where we're at, you know, millennials culturally and how we can, we're, we're setting us ourselves up to be spooked with very easily. Very easily. I mean, there's so many of these movies that are coming out. I think, uh, Something assassination came out, and it's about like some girls. Basically, everyone in the town they get their phones get hacked, and all these nude and sex videos and crap people keep of themselves all get leaked out, and everyone just loses their minds and starts killing each other. And it's just a, it's just a crazy freaking thing, man. Sex videos? Yeah, dude. 
all of a sudden you see your girl's titties and you go crazy. Ooh. So oh, you just need to, you just need to be careful out there of what oh. what you're sending. People can all of a sudden make fake all cat. End up we've on all Wikipedia seen catfish. We've all seen here. catfish. That's all I'm saying. We've all right. Eaten I don't want to spoil the show for you, but shit can go down. Stuff can happen. Now to close out the bleep around, I did see a film this past week. Is this another one of those adult ones? No, that's an that's a daily thing. That's not just an occasional thing. Fair enough. Um, this happens to be. I mean, it is an adult film, but it's not the variety that you're thinking of. You pervs. A star is born. Yeah, I know. This is right up your alley of, <laughs> of adult films. No, no, no. A star is born, directed by Bradley Cooper. Starring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Oh wow! Otherwise known as for the ages, right there. Jaja. Goodness gracious! Yeah, man. And I'll tell you, this movie was actually a lot better than I anticipated going into it. But TMZ reported this Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper video before anybody, huh? It's one where you're going to want to bring tissues to. It's emotional. Oh, the chemistry wow, is bet. off the chain. Uh, the that, music that is good. Goes without saying. And you're going to want to bring tissues. tissues not only for your tears. <laughs> <laughs> but for other things that's how hot this one gets you I do had no see idea nipple. I was going to need tissues you for my do tears, see nipple. for my tears you see some nip wow uh, outside of that so it's more than just a Lorno huh it's more than a Lorno it's a DiGiorno <laughs> it's a good movie makes it you really hungry is. after watching it um, it's a great one to take the lady to mine was balling or Pour a little eyes out because it is a bit of a tear jerker at the end. I will say I'm I got a little watery. So it is a jerk. Didn't tear, but it's a bit of a tear jerker. Tear jerker. You curtain jerkers. So go see a star is born. I'd highly recommend it. Not only will you be satisfied. I don't know if my girl's not usually into that kind of she stuff. She will also be satisfied. Like oh, it's a two for one deal, baby. All right, if you say so. I'm Everybody. blaming you if she doesn't like it. She's she's usually, like I said, she's not into this kind of stuff. This is not the kind of stuff that I think that the movie is really trying to showcase, but by golly, if it gets you in the theater, do what you got to do. This is exciting, man. Gosh, that must have been all over the news. That must have gone viral, that video. I think man. it did. It won the weekend box office, I think. Oh, I I bet the it's box first was weekend. It was probably notch. number two to Venom in reality, but I think it had like a $40 million opening weekend, which is great for a movie of that caliber. A film of that caliber. So I think it's going to be a uh, an award winner, a contender, no oh, doubt. I, I guarantee Best it. Best motion picture nominee. Hell, I'll put him. I'll put in the call. I think uh, Lady Jaja is going to win Best Actress. Best Motion in the Ocean Picture. She's going to win Best Actress. Bradley will probably get an actor and maybe and director nom for that. I mean, it was that good. So really, so he his not only was his writing incredible in the in his the directing film, but, was great and his acting was but even his better. acting was even and normally better. in a film like that you don't get solid acting. <laughs> that is a fact. But in a film like this, you do. Yeah. And it's the awesome. music, the music. Was I can't great. wait to see what route he took. You know, I bet he went away from your typical pizza boy, pool boy, drugs, drug addict. Actually, oh, did he? Which really? made it interesting. Oh, that does make it interesting. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's that's some next level stuff. He better win some alcoholism awards. and drug abuse galore in this one. And nips, definitely. Sweet dude, I'm in. Perfect. That's all I needed to say. Easy sell. So, UFC 229, what a cluster F. Watch American Vandal Season 2, get back to me, and go check out A Star is Born with your girl. The two-for-one deal, everybody's happy.
That's a good old bleep around here on a Thursday edition of the Nosebleed Seats. Zach Wolchuk alongside Eric Chiafalo. Hope you all have a good Thursday. Enjoy the game tonight, Eagles-Giants. Hope they knock each other both out. Everybody loses. What's tomorrow? It's time for Football Friday. Thank God. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Come poised.